our youth featured two types of movies, the ones that awed and inspired us, and the ones that traumatized us well into adulthood. This is the story of one of those films. Would you violate the sacred rights of hospitality? I would. How would you like to have me put a hump on your back? I knew you can't work your charms in the daytime. <laughs> and when you couldn't go through that door, I knew I had you. You're a marred deceitful blind stagger now, Tullamaran. When me strength comes back in the nighttime, I'll put an elephant's head on you and have you crawl on all fours and eat grass that won't nourish you till you shrivel up and die. Woo, woo, blue. Ha, 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 ha. Oi! <laughs> Welcome everyone to Clamshell Case Files! <laughs> That's Australian. Oi, yoi, mate! <laughs> the podcast where we take a look back at the movies that scarred and inspired us. I'm the bad boy podcast and Quinton with me as always, girl Friday Bridget. Hello! And America's sweetheart, Matt. Oh, born in Bregonia, man! <laughs> I can't wait to go into this sweet podcast with y'all! I love this movie so much! <laughs> This movie is Darby <laughs> O'Gill and the Little People, the 1959 Walt Disney film about leprechauns being bastards. Well, sort of, yeah. you know, being yeah. a chaotic good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The leprechauns are not the villains of this film, sir. Yeah, no. There's only one. It's definitely villain. capitalism. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. As always. Feudal <laughs> landlords. Uh-huh. Jesus. Bridget, you picked this movie. I did. Why? Because I love it. No, because... Well, no, you do. Because I just I wanted to hear all your Irish accents through this whole to, podcast. I wanted to hear... That's all I've been looking for for my entire life. You're pretty good. <laughs> you're, you're doing that really well. On my dad's side, they are very Irish. Not Irish like, oh, St. Patrick's Day and la, la, la. Like, like, not like that, but just, like, physically Irish. <laughs> like, in this movie, you see Darby O'Gill and it's like... You know, like my grandfather was basically Darby O'Gill, like with that like Popeye squint. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the and the and the and the like grin, like the like the the smirk on his face all the time, and just like being a wise ass, uh-huh. like like that. That is so to me is just so quintessential Irish. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So I feel like this was a very like ah, oh, you know, like I don't know, like it was a very um, I'm home. It was it's a very homey yeah. sort of. Yeah. feel to sure. it which adds to later on there are things in this movie that are fucking terrifying that terrified me as a kid because at the same time well wow this is so much like you know my grandfather or my my nana or whatever it definitely like made it so that other stuff seemed more real does that make sense sure like yeah. 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 There's like some conflicting feelings about this movie. But this is another one like Inner Space and Little Shop of Horrors, where I still remember and occasionally get the song that they sing stuck in my head. (laughs) Like, it's interesting. Yeah. That's, that's, oh, yeah. All right. I was like, it's already gone out of my head. Right. No, it's it's been stuck in my head since I was a kid. So this was, this was one of my favorites as a kid. I didn't realize it was Disney till I watched it this time. So (laughs) I, I don't know. It was just Darby O'Gale and the Little People. We watched this a lot. Did yeah. you? I did not remember a thing about this movie, but we definitely watched this. Yeah. I'd never heard of this movie until Bridget told me about it about like a year <laughs> and a half ago. 
She's like, oh, you know, Sean Connery and Darby O'Gill and the Little People. And I was like, yeah, you're is, fucking making that shit No, it, it, it's... I mean, I remembered so little about this movie that when it came to light who Darby was, I was like, wait, that Sean Connery's not Darby? Yeah. <laughs> when I was watching with John, like John was the one who said that this is an aggressively Irish movie. Yes. And I think that played into the part where like, where they, you were like, I don't understand what the fuck's going on. Like, what the fuck are they saying? Quentin's like, I, I had to put on subtitles because yeah. I didn't understand. So, like, so I looked it up and I was like, you were like, well, most of the people are Irish. And I was like, I can't understand. Like, Darby, I had no trouble understanding. And I realized the two people I had the most trouble understanding, especially at the beginning, were Kate. It's Katie, Katie. 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 And the old lady, Pony's mom. Yeah. Katie was actually English, I found so, out. And so is it. So I wonder if like, they were she, just doing bad so Irish accents. Pony's mom, also English. And I was like, those motherfuckers are just doing yeah, bad Irish yeah, accents. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. So that might be why, but I could understand it. But again, like. I, mean, I could understand the king and Darby just fine in that clip map. Like. Yeah. And they probably were the most important relationship yes. in, this, in this movie. Yeah. Actually, the only bummer. Well, finding out how. Walt treated the people that played leprechauns, but yes. but also when I was a kid, like I, I I had a crush on Sean Connery, and now he's a bummer because he's you know you know like got a slap woman. Yes. I, I ended up watching the Barbara Walters yes, interview, yeah, which is like because she's like, so you say you're gonna slap women, and what do you think of that? You said you're gonna slap women, and he's like, my opinions haven't changed. Sometimes they just need to be slapped, and he like wants to slap her. Yeah, he's like angry. he he's is so glaring angry. at her yeah. while he has that fake like smile on his face, yeah. and I I like you can feel like he wants to slap Barbara Walters yeah. across the face. And I'm That's like, the look of a man who does not open fist; yeah. he close fist hits women. Yes, made me. And I don't know if it's ever came out. It was just like I don't know if he's done anything like more problem. I don't know. Like that's the only thing I knew that he had basically almost threatened Barbara Walters in an interview yeah, slapping yeah. her. So I don't know, but it was, as an adult, that kind of was a bummer. I mean, Finding Forrest. Finding Forrester? Is that the name of the movie? That's the name of a movie. Yeah, Kind of just yeah. offensive in general. Is it? I, I, I don't like, think I like would watch bad. that one. It's yeah. just bad. And, um, That's where You're the Man Now dog comes from. You're uh, the Man Now dog. Okay, I just got to throw this out there because my mom's going to be very upset after hearing you two do this and not hearing anything from me. I'll take Schwartz for 200, Alex. (laughs) You do that really good, too. Things. I disagree. I disagree with you. Okay. So you you said in that clip that Matt just played, I understood them just fine. Yeah. So when I went back to get the audio, I understood them better. My first run through this movie, I, I texted Bridget. Well, I texted you both about this, but it was more towards Bridget. Because she's cool. Because he uh, likes me more. Is that, that like, <laughs> at true. first I had written, I have no idea what is going on in this movie. Correction, I have no idea why things are happening in this movie. I understood what was <laughs> going right. on, but I understood so little of what they were saying. And right, like, right, right. when I went back for audio, I I was hearing things better right, uh, right. than the first time I watched it. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. totally get you. I yeah. feel like I, I was around it more or whatever. I mean- my nana used to yell Gaelic swears all the time. Weird. Well, I guess it's Irish. It's not actually, it's not called Gaelic. Gaelic. It's called Irish, I guess. 
maybe it used to be called Gaelic. The oppressors put Gaelic. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I totally understand. And I was like, oh, yeah. But I did look it up. And Katie was, was English. Sean Connery is the last. We're not even going to get into the movie because I'm just going to Last my living member. He's the last yeah. living cast member of this. Mostly because Katie died when she was my age. So Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I noticed she, she just stopped weird, doing movies. Yeah. She had some weird heart defect. Oh, like, so it was sad. like she died of like blocked arteries. But it was obviously it had to have been some sort of genetic yeah. thing because she was 38 right. and looked the way she did. So it wasn't well, like she was like she she has like classic movie star looks too. like. Yeah, we were sitting there thinking like, what is she from? What is she from? And we looked it up and we're like, I know the only other thing like I even like know on her filmography is Swiss or uh, Robinson Crusoe or Swiss Family. I think it was Swift, Swiss, Swiss Family, Family Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. But like I'd never seen, I've never seen. Right, it. she's she's adorable. She's yeah. like so cute. Yeah, and yeah, that was sad when I looked it up. Her eyes like, are just like yeah, super bright. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Sad. Matt can't even say it. I can't so even say words. Was, Her eyes are amazing. It like, was. They, it was sad. It, it was sad when I found out that that I mean that happens a couple of times where like we're we're doing a movie on the podcast and I'm like oh where are they like the, the, the waitress the waitress from Howard, from the, Howard Duck. the Duck yeah. that was the, and that was our first movie and that yeah. was when I was like oh yeah. or the or 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 Mrs. Brisby like I found yeah. that was I mean sometimes the, it's horrible being the funfacts.tm girl because <laughs> you just find that these these people have died so young of such horrible things. And it's just like, it's it's hard, guys. I want you to know that my job is really hard and sad. We see you. <sighs> Thank you. Anyways, we can we can talk That's about fun. the movie now if you want. You want to get into the movie? <laughs> yeah. We'll just replace uh, you with a young strapping lad. Oh, great. And move you into the smaller house. Don't replace me. Uh, so the movie starts with Walt Disney being a dick. Well, first it starts with shots of this small Irish town where there's a goose herder. The most dangerous job yes. in the world for anyone who's not in the know. Geese suck. Here's the noise geese make. <laughs> I would just like want, want you to know that these rolling hills of Ireland are actually in LA. All right. The Perfect. whole movie was filmed in the back lot of something Disney Studios, something or other. So yeah, we get a few credits. And then we get my thanks to King Brian of Naknashiga and his leprechauns, whose gracious cooperation made this picture possible. Walt Disney. Yeah. So Walt wanted everyone to believe, which in, in theory I get, but he wanted everyone to believe that they were really working with leprechauns. He wanted to add the magic to it. But because of that, he had these, he gave no credit to these people. They weren't allowed to have anything published about them. They weren't allowed to do interviews or any, anything that would help their own careers. Or you Except know. for when he forced them to show up on the wonderful world of Disney. As leprechauns. As leprechauns. Yeah. So, so it was kind of shitty because you can't find anything about these people, but I assume they were... Yeah, King Brian's not even... Yeah, it's... Him, right? It's, like, right. It's... Like, you can find out who he is, but it's not like there was a lot a lot of things going on right. yeah, for the, in their IMDBs. So yeah, that that's, that's what was going on there. So yeah, I, I, I get all oh, the whimsicalness of what Walt was going to, but these are people that need to pay their fucking bills. Right. Yep. <laughs> these are people that are trying to be actors and, yep. and work. So, you know, yep. that sucks. Yeah. So Walt was the original lonely girl 99 producer is what you're saying. Yes. 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 I understood that reference. Yeah, me too. Weird. We're old. 
Old, old internet represent. <laughs> I learned about that from Matt like two months ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, you knew it the whole time. You the whole time. Well, it's weird because they were bringing it back like a few months ago. Wait, were they? Yeah. Yes. Oh, no. Where she, but she was now like the mom of someone. She was. I don't know. God, that was dumb. Yeah, we, and then I, it, it was very weird to me that that quote. It was some credits. That quote. And then more credits. Like oh my God, that yeah. spot was where their credits should have yeah. been. And Walt was like, we're putting this right and here. I, and it was weird because I noticed and like John had brought it up when we were watching this one. All old movies had like end credit credits in the beginning. Yes. And like yes. you you yeah. knew who the set designer was in the beginning of the movie. And yeah. I, I think that was interesting. Like what they changed that obviously. Yeah. So and now it's like the, 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 the base, the very base people. And then you get all that at the end. They credited the very few people compared to who they credit now as well. Like, you know, it would just be like, oh yeah, you don't get credited in this movie because you work for the studio. So you're like the makeup artist. Right. For you the don't studio. get credited for this because you you're are a leprechaun. Yeah. You're right. yeah, you're right. you, a leprechaun or employee of Walt Disney Studios. Right. And Buena Vista Entertainment. Right. So an old lady starts peeping on a young woman working a butter churn. Yep. And Quentin understands what's going on here. <laughs> Come in, Mr. Silver. <laughs> Katie, darling. Yep. Can you lend me the loan of a small pinch of tea? I'll pay you back Thursday. You can have She's it. asking her for tea. I knew you wouldn't refuse old Shayla, and I knew you'd have lashings and leave-ins, but there's little that's lacking here. Unless it would be a man to cook for. No, I don't understand I what's going on here because it's the two English. So for the people who don't understand what's going on, the nosy old crone has shown up to borrow some tea and she's commenting on, oh, well, Katie, I, you guys are living a very fulfilled, you know, you have all the things I, that I, so I can borrow stuff from you and everything's good, except you don't have a man. Except you're not getting your holes filled, yeah. am I right? <laughs> wow. Your uh, manholes dived into. <laughs> so it took me, I don't know, I, 40 minutes of this movie. I don't remember exactly when the scene comes up. I had no idea what this old lady's game was. I got that she wanted Katie to hook up with a dude named Pony mm -hmm. and that she was also working for Pony to become, to take over for Darby. Right. I did not get her relation to Pony for a very long time. But you know now. And yeah. I was like, why is she working so hard for this? And then eventually there's a scene where she, she's Pony's mom, you guys. My boy, Pony. Uh, you know, he's a good boy. When I told you I put subtitles on, you called me weak, Matt. But uh, no, I, I I think I called you weak. But he he echoed the sentiment that he didn't know who his mom was. No, <laughs> that I was weak, and uh, uh, I knew what was going on in the entire movie because I was reading what was going on. Yeah, I was watching a movie because Quentin, as I heard a few weeks ago, movies visually tell you things through their subtext of what's going on sure. on the screen. Sure, that's true, but not always. And dialogue is important. Do you watch foreign films without subtitles and then go, oh, I don't know what's going on? Actually, actually, I did watch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon w without like it was it was without subtitles. Oh, that sounds true. No, it was, it makes sense. I think it makes sense. It's like a pretty I, simple I probably story, didn't yeah. get like all the nuances that they were trying to pull, but I grasped the story. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just saying. You got bridge got. <laughs> I mean, she's sort of also backing up my movies tell stories visually. So you're a fucking idiot, Matt. 
Wow. Look at Quentin playing both sides of the coin, just like, I can't be wrong because I'm a good dude. Anyway, the old lady's basically like, can't be you don't want to end up being old like me. You need a man around here where Katie's being kind of like, yeah, no, I got time. And she's like, you think you got time. But she doesn't you don't have got time. time. I mean, she's got like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. So... All of a sudden, we hear Lord Fitzpatrick is riding up on the place, which Katie is like, oh, oh, God, oh, God, I, I, I got to go right out to greet him. You Lord, your boy didn't you tell us you were coming? Wait, have opened the manor house for you. Oh, I'll not be stopping here long enough for that. Where's your father? Well, now let me see him. She's trying to cover. Well, OK, at this point, we don't know. My note here is. How much you want to bet dad is drinking right now? What's interesting is he's not a drinker. So she says that, but... He's not drinking in the pub. He doesn't drink when he's with the leprechaun. At no point does he drink. Are you sure he doesn't drink at the pub, though? He does. Because when he goes there later, when he's got the king with him, I'm pretty sure he has a drink. No, Well, just a drink, I bet. When when he brings the bell back, they're like, this deserves a stout. They give him a stout. He takes a sip and puts it down and leaves. Yeah, I think... Right. He was being polite. It was supposed to add to the he's correct. Like he's not, he's not just a drunk, crazy person. Like he's, I feel like, I mean, I feel like they were playing up that he was a drunk, crazy person, which everybody thought he was right. right, Which he fights against. Right. right. I love As as we learn a temperate man is important. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that when she hears him show up, she's got to grab her shawl and run out. Like I was like, the fuck? They're really into shawls in this movie. They're super into Uh, shawls. It's hilarious. The amount of time she runs out and pulls Darby out of the fucking pub. Oh, my God. Hilarious. It's like four times. But it's funny. So I don't know if you have the clip, but she runs off like fucking fast as hell down the road. He's with Sean Connery. Sean Connery sitting next to Fitzgerald. Yeah. Michael. (laughs) And and I guess I I think Michael's like, oh, well, what's going on? And he goes, oh, Darby O'Gill. He goes, he retired five years ago, but didn't tell me. Really? I was so yes, I and made I a note like, about that. I was, I was like, like, "That's such a good line." But it's, yes. it's just that he doesn't do his work anymore. Yeah. So yeah, but I thought that was a great line. Is, and and <laughs> the old lady runs out, and she is again talking up to Fitzpatrick, like, "Oh, Darby Gill O'Gill is getting on. You need to hire this strapping pony lad because, as we're going to find out, getting this position to be the groundskeeper for." Fitzpatrick is apparently like the primus job in the land and he is going to be drowning in ladies once once Pony gets it. Like and, they really respect this position. Well, and what's they got a nice house. And what's hilarious is that her talking up Pony to this guy, her her line is he's whipped every man in the parish. Yeah. Like that was her. That, yeah. Hey, you obviously want to hi- you obviously want to hire Pony because he fights everyone. So, which is pretty fucking amazing. I do like that Mr. Fitzpatrick is like, cool, 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 cool. Right, All right. right. <laughs> See you later. So we go down to the pub and meet Darby for the first time. Well, I'll tell you. The first look I got at him was in the old ruins on the top of Nochnesiga. And what did he look like, Darby? Oh, just like any other leprechaun. Only he'd been the king of the ball and a little gold crown on his head. Tell me something, Darby. Did he have a, a long tail and a cloven hoof? Now, who ever heard of a leprechaun having a... <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to listen if you don't want to, pony. 
But you needn't make fun of those who do. So as we get there, Pony's a dick. We find out right Yeah, off the he's bat. a dick. Well, he's whipped every man in the parish. Also, I fucking love the bartender. Yeah. Because the bartender is ride or die fucking Darby O'Gill. He really is. Do you know what I mean? Like, but he, he tells Pony he's cut off. And by cut off, he means you can't have whiskey, only stout. Well, they're fucking Irish. <laughs> Also, this movie is ridiculously Irish. Like, it's hilarious. I love hilarious. that then Pony's just trying to steal whiskey. For basically the rest of the movie, yeah. too. So a quick, uh, actually, I, I see so much of future Disney movies in this movie going back to it now. But uh, for, for a quick reference point for everyone, Pony is Gaston. So oh like, my if, God, if he's you totally, need someone to picture even, in your head, that's who he is. He's even sort of dressed like Gaston. He's dressed like Gaston. <laughs> he fights like Gaston. He whips all the men in the parish like Gaston. <laughs> yes, he's a fucking hundred percent Gaston. Also, except he doesn't have a crony. Like he doesn't he do- have a. He doesn't have a. I, yeah, yeah. Every, everybody was, seems to think he's a fucking piece of shit. I thought I mean, he maybe was, his mom. Well, I thought he was gonna have a crony because he has like two guys laughing with him. But yeah, they kind of disappear. Yeah. But he's, yeah. pro- he's probably whipped them too. Also, I love that I'm gonna get the priest. I'm gonna get Father Murphy say, on you. That is yeah. the threat that that is they the threat keep dropping above on all everyone. Threats, yeah, which is I'm gonna go tattle the Father Murphy, and you're done. You're done. Hilarious. Uh, so oh, God, Darby continues with his story, and the aforementioned Father Murphy comes in. Pony starts to say something to him, but he's like, no, no, no. And he sits down to like listen to Darby's story with everyone else. Where we flash back to a misty mountain. Darby has trapped the king and wants his three wishes. Once again, the father is used as a threat against the leprechaun. That's how much power the father has. So Darby wishes for health. Yes, you know, it will stop the magic of leprechauns. And exorcism. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, I don't know why you went Southern there, but uh, Darby wishes for health. A big crop of potatoes, then a pot of gold. So the king, king's like, okay, I'm going to give you that. He gives him a big pot of gold, but the king, he's got a little more. What about your fourth wish? My fourth wish? Try me. You'll find I'm a generous man. Then I'll be a generous man. I'd like a crock of gold like this for my good friend, Tom Kerrigan. And another one for that decent man, Pat Scanlon. And another one for that door full of a woman, Molly Malloy. Is that your fourth wish? It is. (laughs) 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 Three wishes I grant you, great wishes are small. But you wish a fourth one and you lose them all. Chekhov's fourth wish. (laughs) Also, what a bunch of bullshit to explain the rules after, <laughs> right? Well, that's, of course, he's got to explain them after. He doesn't, he doesn't got to explain it before because then Darby won't wish a fourth wish. It would have And been, Darby as resident leprechaun expert, like probably should have known that. That is, that is a bad on his part. Yeah, that was dumb. yeah, but maybe they just don't go around like telling you about the fourth wish things so that they can trick you. I mean, yes, accurate. But I feel like it should be like, you know, you ask a cop if they're a cop, they have to tell you they're a cop. Inaccurate. Oh. Okay, this is fine. <laughs> but also, I think that they are obviously starting to develop a friendship, maybe. So I mean, I think they've had a friendship yeah. for a while. We're going to find out yeah. in a little while. They've they've had a, a so weird I, friendship. So I think that's part of the why he reveals. I mean, they're like frenemies. And like they later in the movie, he, call, he says to him, like, you've been a, a great adversary. So like they yeah. have this weird 
friendship, but also it's like it's com- like a Professor X mag- Magneto thing yeah. going on. <laughs> so we go back to the pub without the murder, but yeah, yeah. We we go back to the pub and and uh, Darby's talking about how he's going to catch him again and he's going to wish for gold for everyone. His people and the lady that he wished the gold for a whole pot for me and she's like just so like wow Darby like she believes him they just fucking believe him. But also well, no one's really thinking ahead where if everyone gets a pot of gold it devalues that pot of gold because then everyone just has it. Yeah, it just no, I still inflation. got a pot of gold. You know what? I'm okay having a pot of gold if it means you both have a pot of gold. Yeah, too. but if no, if, if three of us have a pot of gold, that does not deflate the value. If literally everyone has a pot of gold. Yeah, but it's in a town. They, yeah, in the small town of whatever the name of the town yeah. is. It's, so we're talking about 12 people having a pot of gold. Yeah, so they all go to England except, and buy their stuff. Except okay, Patty does not want his pot of gold. So Darby's like, well, fine. I'll wish you a pot of gold and then I'll give it to the church and I won't tell Father Murphy. Ha ha ha. Until everyone realizes Father Murphy's there. <clears throat> he's right behind me. You guys, Father, isn't he? Father Murphy clearly has a sense of humor. Though. He does. He's cool with it. And he's got a hand-me-down bell that he needs to have someone pick up. And uh, he's like, Pony, I think you should go get it. And Pony's like, yeah, how much you gonna pay me, dog? And the father's like, uh, I guess like two pounds. I'm not doing it for less than two pounds ten. I don't know what that means, but that's money stuff, you guys. Yeah, it's like two dollars and ten cents. But you know, back in right whenever this was eighteen something, I or no I fucking, fucking idea. idea. Way back so, in 1976, when Darby O'Gill took place. Mm-hmm. So the, mm-hmm. I love that the father then guilt trips everyone else because he basically he's like, ah. Uh, I guess the person who would do it, I would forgive them using my name in vain to like scare everyone else for doing that. Well, I mean, and also keep in mind, like he instead he doesn't he doesn't threaten Pony because the priest is also part of the parish. So he's also <laughs> been whipped by Pony. So good point, man. So Darby volunteers and he says, uh, as a reward. Oh, because he says, I'm will, gonna do it for free. And he said, as a reward, you will have the music of the bell which makes no fucking yeah. sense. Yeah, I said, hey, you know who else will have the music of the bell? Everybody in town. Yeah, well, Darby's in a sentimental guy, so he, he liked he, it. He liked the very idea much of so. it. He's, he's very enamored with it later in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Katie runs in to drag Darby away. Fitzpatrick is walking around with Sean Connery, a.k.a. Michael McBride. He's unhappy with how Darby has kept the grounds. Uh, we find out that Michael McBride is a Dublin man which is why he is one of the most intelligible people in this film. <laughs> also because he's Scottish, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Uh-huh. Darby poaches rabbits on the grounds, which is a great sin and going to be important later in the movie. Because, um, you know, those rabbits notoriously don't breed very quickly. Well, also, if you remember the famous South Park episode, it was revealed that St. Peter was a rabbit. I don't remember this. <laughs> or just the fact that rabbits became an invasive species in Australia and it was a huge problem. So, what so I'm saying is Fitzpatrick doesn't like poaching rabbits No, by the way, no offense to any listeners who may own rabbits. I don't really want to kill rabbits. Fitzpatrick is kicking Darby out, retiring him at, at half the pay, which I, I guess, cool. He's still, he's firing yeah, him. Yeah, and, he, and he's giving he's him a house, a house still, And he's going to keep yeah. paying him money. Like, it's a very awkward firing. It does not seem like, like a bad weird. deal. No, yeah, it, it sounds like a great deal. He gets to retire and he's like, but that house is too small. But doesn't sound that small. It just it doesn't sound that small. It's just you and your fucking daughter. Yeah. And also, Katie should be getting married. Yeah. Uh, 
So yeah, they're going to give them the old McCarthy cottage. They'll even give it a new thatch. That's how much he's willing to give to Darby here. He's going to give the old cottage a new thatch. He's very grateful. He's grateful for the service he's done, but he's an old man now. Fitzpatrick seems like an okay guy. Yeah. For a landlord. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Darby has two weeks to move. (laughs) And I don't know. You're getting all up on that mic. You going to do something with it? Well, yeah, because landlords. Yes, you want to rise up and overthrow capitalism. I got it. I think Darby is offering Mr. McBride a place in the gatehouse. Katie is horny for him. And oh, so Darby's they go in, right? So this is part of where it was like aggressively Irish because like he goes in and he's like, oh, come on, come on, come on. I'll feed oh, you. yeah. He brings him into the- McBride was supposed to go get a place in town. Right. He's and like, no, Darby's no, 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 like, you're going to stay here. here. And he brings her and he goes, don't tell Katie anything, blah, blah, blah. So he comes in and Katie's all of a sudden like, oh, and she starts scooping stew and she's giving him the stew. And now here's Darby with his fiddle. <laughs> I was like, and this is when we were like, this is aggressively Irish. Yeah. Like, and, this is, uh, this is something else. And Katie's, Katie's got some eyes for uh, Michael well, in that scene. Well, and Darby looks, Darby looks so, so this is the thing, it, it, like every time Katie or Michael look horny for the other, Darby is super happy to see it. Well, because he, because he wants his daughter Happy and not yeah. marrying Pony. Not to marry, yeah, Pony, yeah. right? I mean, his name is goddamn Pony. Of course, she's horny for Sean Connery. He's Mr. Universe, you know what I mean? <laughs> so back down at the pub, Pony's trying to sneak some of that there whiskey. And this is where we finally get some context. The old lady shows up and drags him away. Pony, come with me. You know, what's up with you now? I want you outside where his lordship can have a look at you. Why should he want to look at me? Because you're going to be a consequential man and have Darby's fine position as his lordship's caretaker and Katie will give me a wife. <laughs> and when the sky falls, we'll all catch larks. I mean it, Pony. I had to talk with his lordship about you and I tell you it's only a matter of time. I put a plea into Katie's ear, too. I wouldn't worry about her. With a fine situation like that, I could have me choice of girls. Katie might help you get it. Maybe you're right. Okay. Okay, so first of all, Katie's supposed to be a catch. But then I could have my choice of girls. Katie might help you get it. You don't see another fucking girl this whole movie. But, I mean, the the (laughs) idea that she's saying, cool, you marry Katie, all these other girls are going to want to bang you on the side? No, 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 no. She's saying Katie might help, like, Katie might help you get the position. So you should go for Katie. Yeah. He, He says... Yeah. No, no, I get I Right. Yeah. He says, he says, I want to go for all these other girls. And she says, Katie might help you get it. They're cross talking. He's, Mm. she's saying, Hey, look, you need this position. I've already put a bug in Katie's ear. Kind of saying like, got you in on her because she's already in there. And he's saying, Oh, like who cares about her? I can get any girl I want if I have the position. And then she's saying, no, no, Katie's the one who can help you get the position. Also, I was wrong too. We, I, I, at this point, I still did not have an idea what their connection was because I did have my notes here. What the hell does this lady have such a vested interest for? (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. So Fitzpatrick shows up and he's like, ah, he's a big man, isn't he now? Slowly rides off. (laughs) So awkward. She's like, yep. Goodbye. And she's very confident. Oh, that was great. That went really well. <laughs> and she just totally doesn't uh, remember the other young strapping lad who was sitting next, next to Fitzpatrick last right. time. Right. Ex- especially for being a nosy, old, yeah. you know, lady yeah. that she just didn't. Phew, yep. Disappointing. So Darby and Michael show up for dinner. Darby pretends Michael is his assistant. 
<laughs> right. He's like, well, I gotta, I gotta break it to her gently. So, so uh, initially Michael, Michael is prepared not to tell her he was not prepared for the, he's my assistant line. Right, so right. he's got a shock. Uh, okay. I guess I'm going along with this, but he does play along with it. Good. He does. He, yeah. he, you can tell that he was not made aware of the current situation. Right. Like maybe he was aware that he was getting this job, yeah. but not that it came with like, like evicting a family right. that had obviously been here since Katie was born or whatever. I think he feels very guilty that he's put them in a position. So he's, he's willing to lie. Yeah. Just, and because to some of the, extent, the accelerated timeline, he already is smitten with Katie. I feel like part of it is like, Oh, I can't, have her feel like I'm kicking the family right, out. Right, I don't want to look like the bad guy right. because I want to bang that. Right. Yeah, uh -huh. sure. Well, and then Darby's going to prep the horse for the bell trip and Michael is actually trying to leave. And he's he basically says, like, I can't stay here and lie. Like, he's ready to go back to town and get a room. And Darby's like, just, just give me a minute, okay, man? Just give me a hot minute. I'll get this. It'll be fine. It'll be cool. But uh, Michael, Michael is a... Honorable man. Oh, yay. So as Darby approaches <laughs> the even horse. even-tempered man. <laughs> as Darby approaches the horse, it runs away to Stonehenge. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's actually a broken down castle that used to be up there. A well suddenly lights up. Which uh, it has that sound effect, which is like the old magic sound effect in like TV shows, which is like, which I love. This is this is called a chroma key technique that they're about to do. I guess so. That's, that's so that's in a hot second because so Darby runs up the well, kind of oh, like yeah, dies sorry. down, and then the horse drops acid. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's when we get the chroma, chroma key, key technique, right. which you will see later just, on too at the end of the movie. There's yes, a lot which, of that too. And yeah. getting to the end of the movie, like, oh, it seems like the banshee, like either the banshee or the leprechaun's magic is on the horse is what's supposed to be happening there. Yeah, but it's like. A Jefferson Airplane video. Yeah, it really right. is. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 fucked up. Yeah, yeah. And the the horse knocks Darby into the well. So the leprechaun's approach his body. He's either hard to sleep or he's killed entirely. Mm -hmm. One or the other. So Darby wakes up. He goes to hit them with a cane, but they use their magic to pull the cane well, out of his hand and beat him with it. I have to say, too, the way they wake him up is by jumping up high and then jumping onto his gut. They are very springy in this movie. They it's are. almost like there are trampolines just out of the camera's view. <laughs> hmm. I do love how they have to, like, wind up to, like, bend their knees and then, like, <laughs> rock it up. Put all the effort in. Oh. So they bring him to the king and a dancing hall of leprechauns. Everyone's having a blast. The cave is a literal gold mine. Mm -hmm. Like there are gold veins going all around them. Yeah. The king is playing the bagpipes. And at this point, I wonder, are there any lady cons? Because it does not seem like it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Maybe they're, they're like dwarves. They have beards too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The king is showing off all his stolen treasure. He's got, he's got pirates. He's and, got the Italian uh, yeah. treasure. Uh -huh. like that. And then it, Darby's Spanish like, treasure, yeah. oh yeah, it's a Spanish treasure because then Darby's like, and the throne and the king's like, you think I would sit on a Spanish throne? Gross. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, I stole this from an Irish king. <laughs> <laughs> I stole this from our own people. Uh, <laughs> so then Darby's, he's like, you know what? I cannot wait to go tell everyone about this. I declare to me soul, when I tell them this down in the Pope, they won't believe a word of it. Ah, uh, you can't do that, Darby. Once you're here, there's no going back. I gotta get back to Kitty. 
Ah, you needn't worry about Katie. She'll give you a grand wake and then she'll forget all about you. Mind what you say about Katie. Calm yourself now. Calm yourself. What have I ever done to you? Nothing, darling. Who tells all the stories about you? You do, darling. Aye, and who makes the women watch for the throw their wash water when you and your lads are out walking invisible? You do, darling. And who makes the men tip their hats respectful to every swirl of dust? You. You've done grand. So you put the come hither on me. That's how you pay me back. <laughs> come hither. They use that term a lot. I, I, I get the concept of it. I don't know what it actually fucking means. So. <laughs> so, I mean, supposedly, I guess it seemed at first to me that they were the Lepra Grim Reapers now and that like basically he was like dead down there. But no, they're helping him because he was right. going to have to move to the small house. So they were abducting him because that was going to be a better Because they're, fate cause they're chaotic good. Yeah. I mean, but, like, the king at least is chaotic But good. also like he's like, but my daughter, and they're like, it's fine. Well, because they're chaotic. They're right. like the daughter's the daughter's fine to fend for herself. She's yeah. she's gonna get married. She's you know, you're holding her back, Darby. It's probably it's, true. Yeah. And he but. talks about how he's he's still got the sound of the bells thing coming to him, and they were just like, Yeah, no, you're here now. Yep, this is life now. Uh, you're just the giant man down mm-hmm. here. Uh he's, he's like, you know, okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. I'll be right back. I just gotta go home and get my fiddle, you guys. Like just just two seconds. And they're like We've got a fiddle from the emperor of the Italian fairies. It's a Stradivarius. <laughs> so he plays and they dance happily. And so this is one of the places where I didn't understand what exactly was happening because he plays faster and faster. Yeah. And the, the, the footage gets sped up to yeah. make everything seem faster. All of a sudden they run off and disappear. And then they come back on horses and on circle him for a little bit. Horses. I love the little horses. Tiny horses. And then just Yay. like are running at a wall and then the king like just magics an opening in the wall. And I, this is one of those moments where I'm like, why did any of that just happen? I had the subtitles. What the hell? I had the subtitles on. I still am not sure. Was it that his I, I figured hunt, it out? Was it that his hunt song inspired them? It, to it go got hunting? them all revved yes, up. It got exactly them his hunt all, song. Yeah, it got them all fucking revved up. Okay, so they went out to the hunt. I was like, that can't be it, right? Right, no, and, and it. I think yeah, that's it. And I think to some extent, and it's why Darby's able to get away with so much shit. I think to some extent. King Brian trusts Darby. Right. So he's like, Darby will stay behind. Like, of course he will. Like, I'm giving him a better life. Like, I don't think the two of the, the two of them have a weird sense and trust to each other yeah. that they probably shouldn't give each other. Pretty yeah. naive for yeah. a 5,000 <laughs> yeah. year old king. Yeah. He really just loves Darby. It's cute. Darby fills his pockets with treasure and makes a run for the wall because the rocks are now closing. <laughs> weirdly, uh, uh, weirdly flowing upwards. Like it's some sort of Satan goop. (laughs) And uh, Darby does not notice the treasure spilling out of his pockets as he runs. He escapes. He's so excited, but he reaches in his pocket. There's just a gigantic hole and all of the treasure has fallen out. Uh, By the way, uh, we missed the first of many horse reaction shots in this movie where the horse just keeps looking back and forth at all of the (laughs) leprechauns riding out of the cave. Also, Mr. Mr. Ed plays a hell of a role in this movie. It's clearly the same shot that they keep like reversing and winding backwards, like rup, left, right, left, right. Ah, oh, it's so good. Also, I love how there's no hard feelings towards his demon horse. Yeah, the horse went all demon like yeah. and pushed him in a well. There's no hard fucking feelings. No, let's let's like, go home. He's like, let's go home. Let's yeah, go so, home. Yeah. So yeah, back at home, Darby finds some hidden liquor in the barn. 
the horse gives him a judging look. Yep. And he's like, oh, it's it's not for me. He's back at the bar and he's got the liquor and he's got a plan that the horse is in on with it. All right, and how was the chase? Hmm? We were chasing the wrong fox, but I run you to earth at last. Mm-hmm. What do you mean, sir? I've a good mind to break your back. I thought we were friends. You made a laughing stock of me in front of my own people. I don't understand. When his lordship kicked you out, who took you in? Oh, you did. And what did you do the minute my back was turned? Oh, I, I just went back for me pipe. You didn't think I wanted to stay here, did you? How could any man who had one look inside the fairy mountain be content with anything else? Which is literally just like a cave. Like, it's not like there's like not. Where is he going to sleep? Where is he going to eat? What's he going to eat? What's he going to (laughs) eat? Little horses? I don't know. (laughs) Again, why I kind of think they were little grim reapers and he was actually dead (laughs) and escaped death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we'll find out later. No. (laughs) Yes. Fair. So, yes, as this ruse starts up and the horse is just like so many reaction shots. Yeah. Uh, so Darby starts to like put the, he had put the liquor down and he goes to start to put it back. He's like, oh, I know this isn't good enough for a king. Ruse. Uh, so the king's like, no, no, no. You know what? We got some time. So uh, Darby puts down a cup that to the king is like bigger than a crock pot. Yeah. That Darby is then filling with liquor and the king is going to chug. Yeah. Which, uh, again, as we learned in inner space, scale doesn't matter when you're drinking, right? Oh, right. wait, no, it does here. Well, I mean, he only had the flask in inner space. He had the also, flask, but he was catching large, like, giant droplets of... Also, the king has built up a 5,000-year-old tolerance, so there's that. And who's to say that their lepra alcohol is not, like, way stronger than human alcohol? Yes. Darby plays it up a little bit more. And the king's like, hey, no, come on, let, let's have some more. Darby is like, oh, cool, I'll drink with you. But then when the king's not looking, dumping his out. And then they have what is probably, I'm going to say, officially, the first ever rap battle. <laughs> you know the wishes, huh? I don't know. Oh, they better not try it then. You have to make it up as you go. <laughs> I can make up a thousand songs so I can. Can you? Of course I can. All right, then. The wishing song. Oh, I wish I had time to sing you a song. But when I get started, I sing all night long. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> Can you put a right to that? Try me. Go on, then. Oh, singing's no sin, and drinking's no crime. If you have one drink only, just one at a time. <laughs> So they just keep going back and forth like this for a while. (laughs) They're so adorable. I love their weird ass friendship. It's just fucking adorable. I love it. I love it so much. We keep getting Mr. Ed reaction shots. The king is drinking like he's doing a podcast on the Prince of Darkness. (laughs) The horse just dies of boredom at one point. He's actually. Oh, my God. The next morning, the king is very drunk and Darby all of a sudden reveals the sun is out. The king's magic is no good here. The king still tries magicking through the door and smashes it. Runs into it. Oh, man. This is where we get the opening clip. Would you you violate the rules of hospitality? He's Uh, like, I would. And not only will he violate those rules, Darby's cat shows up and Darby's like, Ginger. 
I think I've seen Cat's Eye once or twice. And uh, <laughs> so he just lets him loose. The king, the king not only tells him he'll let him make three wishes, Darby just lets the cat keep torturing him past that point. Like Darby takes it a little too far. In yeah. This scene. Yeah. Mm. So his first wish is that the king is at his beck and call for the next fortnight. Now, normally I would think that he would just have to say, hey, king, show up. But that's apparently not good enough. So he throws him in a bag and then in a chest. Yeah. So he has easy access to him. Uh, and then as my notes say, oh, right. Sean Connery is in this movie. Yep. Michael and Katie chat about leprechauns. Morning. Good morning. Did you sleep well? I did, thank you. Where's Darby? His bed hasn't been slept in, but he'll turn up. I gathered from something he said last night that he might uh, capture the leprechaun. He has great games with them. When he's taken a drop too many. He's not a drinking man. Katie does not like that insinuation at all. Mm -hmm. She scolds him over his porridge. Yeah, there, there's a couple of times where like Katie's like really having fun with Michael and then all of a sudden he's just like... Fuck off. Yeah, fuck off, right? You talk about my dad like she's that. A, yeah. She's an Irish girl. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so Darby enters and we find out that uh, this is when we find out that the old lady is Pony's father. Or at least for me, this is when I yeah, understood. No, no we, we learned that immediately in the movie. But this is when you learned. She did not say anything about that in the beginning of the movie mm -hmm. that she was Pony's mom. <laughs> Don't don't even give oh fuck this. We're not we're not going back to goddamn how I got into college and your bullshit fucking made up subplots. So Darby Darby starts offering uh, Michael a job, tells Katie that their fortunes are changing, asks what she would want for. She tells him to shut up, sit down and eat. Yeah. But Darby is like, we're gonna be on top of the fucking world. I can't tell you at all right now, but we're gonna be there. So a little bit later, Michael is out cutting wood, singing his songs. Now, Bridget, I don't know if you have this on a funfacts.tm. I do not think that is Sean Connery singing. No. Uh, I, yeah, I was going to say I, I, it's thing. it's It was never admitted, but it is rumored that that they are dubbed over by these two Irish singers. But Katie and Sean Connery are credited as singing it. Oh, that's so shitty. But... Yes. Well, again, they weren't crediting the leprechaun, so I, right. it's totally believable. The rumor, the rumor is, is that it's actually the, this Irish singer, this uh, these two Irish singers. I could believe it was Katie, but like that didn't sound anything like Sean Connery. Yeah, I'm right there with you. That's that's where I mean, I was practically like, is this Burl Ives singing? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <gasps> but, uh, Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I mean, he's legit crooning out there. And so Katie sneaks up. She's spying on him from behind a bush. And then as he comes to the end of the song, she's like, ah, ha, ha, I heard you. What have we got here? Bread newly baked, butter fresh from the churn, and boiled eggs and ham. Well, now, aren't you the clever girl? <laughs> clever girl? You have enough here to feed the parish. I thought you'd be hungry. <sighs> I hope the bread is cooled. Oh, I like it hot. Miller murder, did no one ever tell you the hazard of hot bread? No, they did not. I'm sure you can see I need someone to watch over me. Did your father say anything this morning before he left? He said he would be back by sundown. Nothing about me. He said you were a good lad. That's all. Isn't that enough? I suppose it is. Tell me, Katie. Do you think I'm a good lad? Oh, God. I very greatly doubt it. 
They have the weirdest flirting in this movie. It is weird. It is weird. Yeah. Call me a bad lad, Katie. <laughs> Yikes. So I love this back in town, a bell rings, but the bell is not actually up yet. It's still like tied down in the oh, cart yeah, that he's drawing yeah. in. So it's kind of silly that the bell rings, but everyone cheers. They're super happy. The father tells him it's a grand bell. It's I mean, it's kind of a tiny bell. I was surprised at how size. small it was. It's, it's kind of a, it's not a grand bell. Yeah. As Darby walks away, Father Murphy notices his bag moving. And so Darby's like, what would you say, Father, if I told you I had captured the king of the little people? I would say you imagined it. Then I have nothing at all, Father. Ha 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 The senile Oh, I love it. I love it so much. So they all go into a bar. Darby avoids a toast because it is too close to a wish. Yes. He asks, he's like, would a toast be a wish? The bartender's like, yes, yes. Well, then I can't do it. But he does have some stout. And he explains to them why. He's very honest with these these people at the bar, what's yeah. going on, yeah. and they just believe him. Well, well they, all, they, they all want to see the leprechaun king. Yeah. And even and of course, Pony's being super jerk about it, yeah, as sorry. Pony do, and says it's a hen and starts making chicken noises. So Darby, in response to this, not wanting to actually let the king out of the bag, orders the best whiskey in the house, hands the glass into the bag. You hear some slurping sounds, and then the glass is tossed back out. Darby catches it. Which is clearly, then there's clearly something in there yeah. that can do that. Yeah. So Darby. Maybe it's a hen you're trained to drink. Maybe it's the king of the leprechauns. Either way, it's fucking impressive. Yeah. I, I love the fact. So Dar Darby drops the mic. He walks out. And then the lady behind the bar clears a spot on the shelf. And she puts up the glass as if it's proof. So She's reverently. like, if someone ever <laughs> yeah. asks, we can just point at this glass oh, and they will know it is I true. I just love yeah. how just simple this town is. Like, just <laughs> like how, like, salt of the earth. Like, this is this is our life. This yeah. is our cute little town. And yeah. we just love it. And everything's wonderful. And I love it. Katie's getting ready to go to a dance. Darby is hoping that it's going to be with Michael. But Michael's still working. Uh, he's hunting poachers right now. She goes off to her dance. Darby walks back with his bag in the dark. He is tackled by Michael. Michael has the bag and he's like, Darby, I can't allow any poachers. That means you. So I got to take what's in this bag and let it go. And so Darby's like, okay, fine. You can see it. Look, it's the king of the leprechauns. Bridget, is it the king of the leprechauns? I mean, it is, but it's not. Sure looks like a rabbit to me. <laughs> Adorable little rabbit. Uh, and so then I, I love that Darby goes and looks in. And of course, he sees the king. And then he's like, try looking with one eye closed. So Michael's like, oh, OK. With his Popeye, like right the Popeye face. Like, I do, that's where he makes I do love that when Darby looks in the king. She's like, eh, what are you going to do? Just kind of like shrugs like, eh. So, so Darby tries to play on the king's vanity. Ah, you ought to see him with his little gold crown and his red beard and his two eyes leaping from his head like flames. I wish you could see him. Granted. And that's your second wish. Why, you tricky, deceitful, conniving, double-dealing, <laughs> high-handed... Oh, we're 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 That's what comes of a man not yet three-score and ten, matching his wits for an instant intellectual gladiator five thousand years old. Well, I still have my third wish left, and maybe my second one's not all wasted. Now go on. Make yourself visible to him. But I am visible to him. You wished he should see me. And see me, he does. 
He sees me as a rabbit. Ooh. I just love, like, what's great about this scene is that you have to think about what Sean Connery's character is witnessing <laughs> here. <laughs> Him just screaming into this yeah, especially about he, the wishes. Especially because he's screaming into a bag and he's like, you hear him, right? And Sean Connery's like, no, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's like just so good. Yeah. Uh, I love it. But the king does say, he's like, look, Darby, he'll see me in his dreams tonight. And then he'll know. Creepy. <laughs> and then Darby's like, You'll see him in your dreams. I don't know why he sounded like Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, guys, Kate, I can't do an Irish accent. <laughs> no, I can't either, which is funny. Yeah, you I, should I be able to. I can't do it. Matt, Matt showing you up? That's uh, John's the same way. John can do like a perfect Irish accent. God He's damn. not fucking Irish, so whatever. Katie leaves the dance. Uh, Sean oh, yeah, offers Sean to R. take T. her home, but oh. Pony quietly bullies him. By uh, doing that thing where he was it, they raised his arm into his back. Yeah, it's put like, it a, in like, angle a, yeah. like a chicken wing. Well, before that, yeah. Sean's like, Sean's like, you could tread on spider webs without breaking them. And I was like, damn. Good line, Sean. I was like, that is, that's something else. It was working too. It was yeah, working. Yeah, no, too she's ready to go home with Sean. Until Pony Boy showed up and fuck shit up. And then not only does he bully the dude out of the way, he throws Katie into the carriage. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like Sean like gives up. He's like, okay, okay, okay. And he like grabs Katie and like forces her. And as he drops her off, he's like, I'm going in for the kiss. And she's like, thank you very much. And yeah. ducks her <laughs> yeah. out of it. Yeah. King tells Darby he's putting Katie in danger by dilly-dallying because his lieutenant is going to come and kidnap Katie to make him use his final wish to set the king free, which of course Darby, like his, the most important thing in the world to him is his daughter. Yeah. So yeah. he does not like hearing. And he also of that. says like, there's all manner of like evil things in the woods that his his men could normally keep at bay, but since he's not there to command them, mm. which comes into play later. And then he tries the carrot, and he's like, "What if she falls in love with a good lad? Would you make your final wish then?" And Darby's like, "Yeah." Yeah, cool. Yeah. So the king doesn't wait. Like he sort of wakes up Michael, but Michael's more sleep talking than anything like, else. Yeah, like hypnotizing him almost. Right. And so. And also, I love how he wakes him up here. He's like, Michael, Michael, <laughs> Michael, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> You're going to take her on a hike after Sunday mass. Katie. Hey, 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 Katie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I forget exactly how this came up. So Michael, he does tell Michael to take Katie on a hike after Sunday mass. And then something happens where I want to say Michael is kind of like, I don't want to do that. And the king's like, oh, what are you, chicken? And Michael's like, "Are you, is it putting a coward's name on me? You are. Yeah. <laughs> so then in Katie's room, he's like, Michael is a fine, strong man with temperate ways i love also how he climbs up her headboard like a ladder and he's like okay okay hey hi she's like i don't want a husband yet he's like you're gonna get too old and no one will want you anymore jeez at that she like totally actually wakes up and he just fades away and then she falls back asleep he shows he's like i showed up as a matter of courtesy to give you the last word my last word is no He's really excited by this. I don't understand what happened. There. Right. <laughs> Do you think it, like it'll be the thrill of the chase? He's like, yeah. He's like, fine, fine. That's good. Fine. Hard to get. Ah, <laughs> the most dangerous game. Uh, 
<laughs> so, oh my God, what if the leprechauns abducted Darby to hunt him? <laughs> <laughs> they do go on the hike. Uh, I'm assuming it's post-mass hike. I don't know. Yeah. All of a sudden we just see them. And as the name of my file says, flirting, I guess? Uh-huh. The ruins of old Ireland, how wondrously they stand by the lakes and rushing rivers on the hilltops of our land. Around these walls of battle, the Viking and the Dane, the Norman and the Saxon and the Cavaliers of Spain. <laughs> uh, it makes a man feel like the Lord of the Castle. I wonder now, is it the Danes or the Vikings swarming up the valley to storm the fort? The Danes. We'll both be put to the sword. But before we are, you would crave the favor of one last kiss. Mr. McBride, I thought you could do better than that. Maybe I could. To which he just starts chasing her. Yeah, that's weird. It's I the, thought it was cute when I was a kid, but Irish. it was weird. They were weird. <laughs> like that whole relationship was fucking weird. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. So as they're running around, she accidentally runs into Pony. And then Michael shows up and he and Pony, like, I don't even think exchange exchange words. They are just ready to fist fight. Yeah. Right. And Katie gets in the way and says to Pony, if you lay a finger on him, I will never speak to you again. Implying some sort of like romance between the two of them that like doesn't exist. Except yeah. for Pony throwing her in the carriage and like. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, she seems like a smart girl. She must know that she's like the hot commodity in this small town of no other girls. Yeah. So yeah. like maybe she's like, I can throw around my, uh, I can bat my pretty eyes and yeah. he will fucking shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she thinks she can use her, her, her batting her eyes to no end. But as uh, she and Michael walk back. Michael is not happy that she got in the way of a fist oh, fight. Yeah. And he's like, if you was about to say, Michael said, if you lay a finger on him, I will never speak to you again. But that is not what Michael said. As they walk back, Michael is not happy with the situation. Katie. Katie. When I need your help against the likes of that, I'll ask for it. Pony Subaru would have killed you. Would you care? Not in the slightest. You have no interest in me at all. You're certain sure. Kiss her. Kiss her. So at that, you're certain sure. She's kind of like, no, no interest. And then just puckers up, closes her eyes, ready for a kiss. Is Pony's last name Subaru? Because that's what it sounded like. It's like Sugru. Okay. It's like S-U-G-R-E. No pet cannon, it's Subaru. Yeah, it's Subaru now. What makes a Subaru? Pony Subaru. So, so yeah, she puckers up for a kiss. He smiles to himself and like walks away to which the king is like totally destroyed because now his plan is all messed up. And he says, and him, a Dublin man. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so good. Except Katie runs up grabs Michael, spins him around and kisses him. Yeah, she doesn't need to fucking wait for him to kiss her. Fuck him. Well, that's what she wants to do. Right. Make little babies. So Darby is about to make his last wish, but the bell rings <gasps> and he's distracted by the music that's dedicated to him. And he's not going to make a wish on Sunday. And so the king's like, fine. Will you make, <laughs> make a, wish, a on wish on Monday? Sunday. What an Jesus. asshole. <laughs> it's a day of rest. No wishes. No wishes. So the next day in town, Pony delivers mail to the general store. His mom tells him that uh, Darby is making his third wish over at the pub if he wants to go get a view of that. And then they see that there is a postcard from Fitzpatrick to Michael, to which the uh, postmaster lady 
didn't record this part of the sound, said, I'd know his fist anywhere, which I get what it means, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> anyway, they... Sometimes you're not seeing a slap <laughs> closed fish. <laughs> Oh, God. They read the postcard. They do, nosy So that's why his lordship left him behind. And now it is Michael this and Michael that. They are Dublin Jackine. And Michael, go and open up the manor house and get Katie into hell. You're the dirty usurper. Poor old Darby. Poor Katie. I wonder, does she know? Maybe you should drop it by and leave her see it for herself. Oh, you think I should know? Mm. <laughs> no Christian being would do any less. Before we cut to the uh, the the fallout from that postcard, first the mom shows it to Pony mm. and says, "He won't keep the job if I have a son who is man enough to run him." Oh out my of town. god, she's so into her son being a bully. It's yeah. so gross, but also hilarious. So Michael gets home to find Katie packing the house. She has read the postcard. She's like, "Why?" Did you not tell me? When are you throwing us out? Oh, no, Katie. When? Well, today we're supposed <laughs> to... You give short notice. So bad. I don't want you to leave at all. Why not? What does it matter to you if you break an old man's heart? You're a strong young man. You can find work anywhere, but no, you must come here and take me father's place. No wonder he's chasing the theory gold and him half out of his mind trying to keep some little bit of self-respect in the town. You can claim the manor house yourself. It'll be all we can do to move our belongings out of your house this night. Now, you listen to me. I don't want your father's job at all. Not unless I can have the both of you along with it. I want you to stay here and be my wife. I love you, Katie. And I think that you love me. I love you. This is really weird. It's I don't want the job unless I can have both of you. Of love. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I've known it's you weird. for two days. Marry me. Yeah. I mean, it's been two weeks. Two weeks. Wow. The basis of a solid relationship. Uh, I've seen a movie where a man has sex with a gargoyle and then starts a very, very loving family the next day. We're going to legitimize this bastard or what? Mm -hmm. You promise. <laughs> so at the pub, everyone is waiting for the wish. And I really like the scene because uh, all these people are making wish suggestions and Darby is just tearing them all apart with logic. Oh, yeah. and did you, and the friends like, what was it? He's got a head on his shoulders like Aristotle. <laughs> Unfortunately, Darby becomes the victim of monologuing. Katie runs in, just throws the bag down and everyone else sees a rabbit run away. I have a problem with this. Mm -hmm. And it's the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. His charms don't work in the daytime. Mm. So how is he a fucking rabbit? Mm -hmm. This is the first of That's, the logic problems yeah. of Darby O'Gill. Yeah. We'll yeah. get into it in a few minutes. You're not, you're not wrong. Also, if we are an hour and 15 minutes in, into the movie and we're getting to the first logic problem, not bad for Darby O'Gill. Oh, definitely not, not for like an 800 year old movie. But yeah, so everyone sees him running after a rabbit. So they're like, man, Darby's just crazy. I don't think I, I didn't get the sense. I think they they didn't well, have judgy looks on their faces. OK, Pony is yes, very well, happy with Pony's the situation. A bag, so. And Katie looks disappointed. Yeah, she flees. She's so uh, upset. So she's actually going back to steal the horse. The demon horse. And Michael tries to stop her. So she slugs him. Yeah, I was like, wow. 
Sean Connery got slapped by her. <laughs> and then to top it all off, he goes to walk out of the barn. Pony knocks him the F out with yep. a shillelagh, drags him up to the front front porch, pours booze all over him and leaves a bottle there. The plan is that Fitzpatrick is going to come back before he wakes up mm-hmm. and think that he's just passed out drunk mm-hmm. on the porch and fire him. And then Pony will win the job because that's how magic works. Mm-hmm. So Darby arrives home, can't find Katie. He sees the postcard and he finds passed out Michael. So he wakes him up. Darby knows that Michael's just not passed yeah. out drunk. He like teases him and then it's like, oh, who did it? Katie is going through a trip strangely similar to Darby earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then Darby and Michael hear something. The Banshee. Maybe it's just the wind. It's the wail of the Banshee. The same as I heard the night that Katie's mother was taken. She'll be destroyed entirely. I'm, I'm waiting for, not just because of the effects, but waiting for the Banshee to just break into, don't you want somebody to love? <laughs> oh. A couple of things here. One was, I can't imagine how stressful it must be to be so superstitious. Like, just to have, like, just all that riding on you. Like, like he's got... He's got it from two sides because he has the like mythological Irish superstition, yeah, and Catholicism. Right. Well, right. Like, it's just, like, it, it just, it, it, you must feel anxious all the time. Yeah. But the other thing is, so I was coming back to like, I, I, I love the the parts of this movie because it's very homey to me. But at the same time, like the banshee shit scared the fucking shit out of me. Sure. So yeah. like, so when I was a kid, like I. I was like the worst hypochondriac on the face of the earth. Like I did a report on the bubonic plague when I was in third grade. I was convinced I had it afterwards. Like, <laughs> like totally convinced that I had it. I, I just decided at 12, I had AIDS. Like just no, no reason. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it's like the original WebMD doing those reports. Right, yeah. right. So, anyways, so Every time I was sitting in my bed and I was sure that I was dying of some fucking disease, I always thought I heard banshees wailing. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to fucking die. And it was because of this movie that I was convinced, like, oh, that's definitely a banshee wailing and I'm going to fucking die. Mm-hmm. I I clearly have leprosy and I'm going to die. <laughs> And that's uh, that's that. Picture baby Bridget in her bed yelling, the banshee! <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I you know, obviously that's uh, that's part of the, uh, yeah. I want to say that I'm mildly disappointed in this movie for not setting up the banshee or Katie's mom being killed by a banshee earlier. Yeah. But I am also willing to admit that it was set up and I had no idea what anyone was saying at the time it no, was set up. I don't think it was set up. So I don't think she was killed by a banshee. The banshee's just supposed to herald a death. The banshee doesn't actually kill them, at least the legend there. It's the when you hear a banshee, that means someone's dying. That's, oh, that's I did the, not know that was the case. Yeah, that's 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 but the then banshee. I, to be perfectly upfront. I had never heard of leprechauns granting three wishes either. You just stole their pot of gold at the end of the rainbow was all I knew. So Uh, I was obviously not fully into their lore. Right. Yeah. Cool. So anyway, they run after uh, Darby comes after Mr. Ed looking over a cliff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Katie is out cold. Oh, yeah. I guess apparently dead because the banshee is wailing to 
Usher well, she's not dead yet because she's not dead yet because you see basically, and then we're going to get into church dude stuff. But later on, when they bring her back to the bed, for some reason, she has a fever. I don't understand how she got a fever from falling down a mountain. I've fallen down a mountain before. I did not get a the fever. And she gave but her a cold. also fell out of a falafel place and <laughs> did get a fever. I didn't get a fever. I just got a really bad infection. I, I didn't quite get the fever. What was the one we recorded after that? And I was fucking amazing. Like you didn't even know that like my my knee was falling off that whole time. Did but. you did you hear the banshee when you fell out of I didn't. I didn't. I just I just was like looked up. And I heard it was the like, banshee riding a motorcycle like that. Yeah. <laughs> there, like, there was like 12 tourists looking at me. That's all I remember. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so fucking embarrassed. So Darby oh. runs over to try and protect Katie as Madame Leota floats down <laughs> upon them. And he's like, oh, like whatever. He throws, like, throws a, a lantern. lantern. Yeah. Yeah. which uh, supposedly it, it, you are led to believe it destroys the banshee as it goes through her and sets fire to some like cliff right. bushes behind her. I was like, that banshee's coming back. So anyways, she, um, she, she's in bed and the priest is looking over her father Murphy. And then he's like, mm, and he puts on his thing and he starts doing, which is called last rites. I thought he was going to perform an exorcism. <laughs> that's, that's called last rites. That's when the priest comes in and does the final, any sins you've committed since the last time you went to confession are forgiven. That way you can go to heaven is basically the gist of what last rites are. Yep. So it's a get out of jail free card. Or something. Yeah. Darby. Lucky enough. Darby. Here's the Banshee back outside, runs out, tries to club her. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, she calls forth students from Bobaton. Darby calls out to King Brian. Your Highness. What is it? It's the coast of Bauer. The death coach. Send it away. Send it away! But it's not within my powers, man. Once it sets out, it can never return empty. Then give me my third wish and let it take me instead. You don't know what you're asking for. You promised. Don't break your word. Darby O'Gill, never in me born days. Give me my third wish. More's the pity. Granted. At this point, I wondered, like, I, I was like the subplot, like, is Darby O'Gill part mythical creature? Like, why is he able to see the Banshee and nobody else does? Why is he able to see the leprechauns and nobody else is? Like, True he, believer. Yeah, I, mean, I guess it must be what it is. He's like so fucking superstitious. I don't know. Like, I um, love Brian's response, too, where he's like, it's not within my power, man. Yeah. <laughs> Although uh, technically they end up sort of breaking the rules, but we're not quite there yet. The death coach pulls up. The Headless Horseman opens up. The reason why I ended up picking this, like this, like after this was because I saw Fantastic Beasts mm-hmm. and they kind of have a weird death coachy thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Darby hops in. Spoilers. And King Brian decides to uh, magic himself in and he's like, hey, you know, I don't want to see you go alone. You've been such a good adversary. And so they have a nice moment. And again, this is, this yeah, is kind of describing cute. their like, their friendship slash they love each other, you know, fight that they have going mm-hmm. on between each other. And, and Darby's just like, just, just keep Katie safe. It's a pity he won't be there to see them married. Ah, it's better for the old to die than the young. In the end, we all have to go. That you do. I wish I could go with you all the way. I wish you could too. 
<laughs> and you were knowledgeable man. <laughs> Darby, you've wished your fourth wish. Goodbye, Darby, my friend. So Darby is safe, but the death coach is returning empty. Well, no, it's not. I've... It's taking Brian. The wish is, I wish you could go with me. Like, Brian. So here's here's the logic breaks down because the wish would negate all wishes. Right. Meaning Brian doesn't go. But the, Brian doesn't leave the death coach. He, like, laughs as the death coach goes into the sky, which means mm. he switches places with Darby. But also... He just says it can't. It can't make the return trip without somebody. Is what I kind of implied. So he was already on the. I was bending the logic. Yeah, it couldn't couldn't take off without someone. It was going to collect somebody. Right. It already collected somebody. It's not. It's not the coach driver's job if the guy fell out. Like, does that matter? Like, no. I I think that seemed like it mattered. Got to deliver. I mean, it, it needed magic to open the door. It's not like Darby could have opened the door at any point in time. Like, it's like, Darby O'Gill, get in. <laughs> that shit freaked me out, too. Oh, my God. The fucking death coach. Jesus Man, Christ. Why can't I think of the goddamn movie that Bridget's doing an impression of right now? No, oh, steak fried potatoes. <laughs> oh, God. <it's> swing blade. <laughs> anyway, Darby's so, free. Some people call it a Kaiser blade. I call it a death coach. <laughs> Uh, Katie is described he's like oh Brian had told her the second that Darby got in the death coach her fever broke well, uh, I don't understand why she had a fever but anyways Michael Michael's there and Katie is described as being like a baby and so he runs in and says something to her and she gets saucy and he's like I like a lively lady mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah everyone's fine there so we go back to the pub Darby brags about being the only man alive who has gotten in the death coach. Mm-hmm. And they fucking believe him. Ride or die. This bar is ride or die, Darby O'Gill. Pony talks some shit. So Michael enters, says he talked to King Brian. He knows who clubbed him. The king said it was Pony. And he told him that he should go clock Pony back. So they get in a fight. In the end, Michael just beats the shit out of Pony. Like, Michael takes some shots. Michael doesn't mm-hmm. leave unscathed. But he beats the shit out of Pony. Pony's mom comes in. She just cries over unconscious Pony. And then my favorite part is probably when they walk back out and Katie's like, wow, I'm glad that was so quick. Like she knows what went down in there. And she's just like, cool. I also love that they're so <laughs> ride or die, Darby, that like Michael punches Pony through a table. They don't pay for their drinks. and They're just like, bye. Yeah. Every, everyone hates Pony, though. Yeah. They, they love it. They love that he's gotten the shit kicked out of they, them. Because they've all been whipped by Pony. Yep. They've all been whipped by Pony. And then to uh, take us out, I can play the song they sing as they ride away. Sure. Oh, she's my dear, my darling one. Her eyes so sparkling, full of fun. No other, no other can match the likes of her. Oh, he is my dear, my darling one. His eyes so sparkling, full of fun. No other, no other can match the likes of him. He is my dear, my darling one, my smiling and beguiling one. I love the ground he walks upon. Beguiling the Irish man. This week's episode is brought to you by the music of the bells. Boy, who doesn't listen to, love to listen to those great hits like Bell Note One. Dong. Dong. Or that other classic, 
It's noon in Irish town. How does that one go, Quentin? Dong. Dong. Oh, it just fills me with so much joy to hear the music of the bells. And you can get them now for the low, low price of $99.99 for a 12 CD set. What a deal. Oh, my, me, Bridget. What's your favorite song? My favorite song is the, I kind of like 3 p.m. It's kind of my favorite. Dum, <laughs> dum, dum. So good. I love it. So good. Oh, it's just like, you know, it, it was like uh, if Michael Flatley really perfected his Lord of the Dance, it would involve all 12 CDs in this set. The music of the bells. It's what you'll need to help you wake up. At noon, at three, whenever you need to wake up. They're good for any time. You even got some 6 a.m. bells. Music of the bells. Order it now. Dial 1-800-DONG-DONG-D. And if you act now, you can get £2.10 off your order. You know, okay, so seriously, so much of this movie did make me think of future Disney, but the one that I think Quentin will appreciate most, Darby O'Gill, not unlike one Mr. Toad. Yeah, he's kind of not unlike Mr. Toad. He's a little less reckless than Mr. Toad. He's, like, he's not into the fast cars. Like, that's not his game. Yeah. But when he gets into something, he chases it. Yeah, yeah. And much like Mr. Toad, he winds up dead. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just, there was so much of this uh, when I was watching it. I, I kind of, I, it honestly felt like the kids who would grow up to make those uh, Disney Renaissance movies. Yeah. This is what they pulled from, like mm-hmm. in their memories right. when, when, you know, they were coming up with those. Uh, again, I mean, Pony is Gaston. Like, yeah, absolutely. Except yeah. Irish. Yeah. Right. But, uh, but Bridget. What, what did you think revisiting this movie so many years later? Obviously, the ending part wasn't creepy to me anymore. That was like, I was like, oh, what's going on? Is she combing her hair? Which I guess <laughs> she was combing. She her was hair. combing her hair. That's it's, actually part of the. Is that like a banshee lore? That's thing? a banshee lore. I was thing. like, like, I was like, like boy, it looks like she's combing her, her hair. hair. Yeah. Oh, she is. She, yeah, is, she is combing is, her. She hair. is combing her hair. Yeah, she's actually combing her hair. I mean, the death coach again. Like, I mean, it's not as creepy to me now yeah. as an adult. I well, know. I mean, that I don't have the plague. So how, how can the banshee be creepy to you when it's just like being moved like a flat piece of paper right, around the right, screen right. to it's, fly? Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll grant you, like I I sometimes like when I hear weird sounds, like I'm like, oh I the banshee. I, know, I get it like in the back of my head, like not like actively worried about it, but like, oh, like it this this movie does still pop into my head. Sure. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, I don't I'm I loved it. I mean there's obviously problematic things like the leprechaun situation. Yeah. Sean I, mean, I just don't understand why they have to call them little people. I, I, yeah, it's the 50s. But it just seems, why yeah. are we not calling them leprechauns the entire time? Or right. why aren't you calling them like the wee people? <laughs> yeah. Was there no people of color in Ireland ever? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, Probably not. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Also, it was the 50s. So Again, like, right. So I, I don't know. Like, right. But other than that, 
I just love Jarvie O'Gill. He's just so fucking adorable. I just fucking I love really him. like this movie. Going yeah, back I like to it, I, I like this movie. Like I, 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 aside from those little things, I really just like this movie. It makes me feel happy. It's a very pleasant movie. Uh, could it be released today? I don't know. Mostly. Yeah, you Mostly. can change yeah. things yeah. up. They, they, they're they remaking fucking Disney movies all the time. <laughs> a live action remake of Darby O'Gill and the Little People. That's all CG, though. It's all CG, yeah. yeah. Motion capture. Oh, my God. Little People. Did you... This is, this is weeks ago now. Yeah. Weeks ago yeah. now. Did you see how they were saying The Lion King is the, Disney's top grossing live action movie? Hey, there's one live action shot in that entire movie. Yep. Yep. One. It's a sunrise. One at the very beginning. Uh, yeah. I've, I've also seen people be like, actually, it's Disney's highest grossing animated movie, which is also true. It's just like. Regardless, that has nothing to do with Darby O'Gill, which was a lovely movie. It was a lovely movie. I, I, I had trouble movie. understanding it, yeah. but that was, I was honestly a little bit of the fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't have the nostalgia you guys have for the movie, but like, it was, it was fun. I mean, my nostalgia is as far as I remembered the name Dar Darby O'Gill and the Little People, and I was surprised that Sean Connery wasn't Darby. So, yeah. like, yeah. I, I can't say I came into this with a ton of nostalgia, but I know I watched it. Yeah. Yeah, I had a ton of nostalgia. I don't know. The only other fact that I have is Sean Connery was cast as James Bond because the producer saw him in this movie. Oh. So that's what led him to become James Bond. Darby will kill the little people. I mean, he is a dashing fellow in <laughs> this movie. He is a dashing fellow. I mean, I, I loved him as a kid. I was like, oh, my God. And, you know, I mean, I always loved Sean Connery. Like, even like in The Rock, I was like, damn, he's like a hot 800-year-old dude. Like, I love him. <laughs> But now I'm like, oh, I don't know. He slaps women around. Yeah, that's uh, and some, why, I yeah. mean, sometimes I guess you're in the mood for that. But, you know, I mean, he seems Consensual to do it. Yeah, okay. he seems to not be consensually yeah. slapping these women. Mm -hmm. So at least that's what he says. I don't think that there's ever I'm not sure if there's ever been someone who came out and said he was slapping them right, around. Right. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't I, think so. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. You know, you know he wanted to quit acting maybe he was just wanted to really make sure no one approached him about acting anymore yeah. so he's like i don't know i hit women i hit women and then, i mean and then when that didn't work he's like i have alzheimer's <laughs> i mean i feel like leave extraordinary gentleman would have been enough to get him to stop acting but man I, it almost got me to stop watching movies <laughs> it was just so I boring i really didn't hate yeah, I, I, I just thought it was so boring it was like it was it was built up to be so it was like the same thing with um what was the one with Jude Law and Angelina Jolie that was supposed to be like so fucking amazing and it was fucking boring. Sky Captain. Yeah, Sky oh, Captain. God. Fuck you. Sky Captain's great. Oh, that was so, so boring. The thing with Sky Captain, why that one was all built up was because it was 99% green screen, which yeah. had like never been done before. Uh, it was just so boring. It's so weird and Dumb. And League of, League of Extraordinary General, same thing. It was like built up. I was like, that's so cool. They're going to have Dorian Gray. They're going to have all these like, like, I mean, they were building man. the Avengers before the Avengers. Yes. Happened. And you, it was just fucking boring. Have you read the book? Have you read I the haven't comic? read the book. No. You should read the yeah. comic. The comic is great. Volume two gets a little weird, but volume one is really great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that movie sucks. But, anyways, I mean, I love Sean Connery. I'm, I'm, he's, I mean, it's sad that he's problematic, but that's like, I fucking. I have like the biggest crush on Michael Fassbender, but he's problematic too. So it sucks. <laughs> I just love have him too. Have you seen Zardoz? I don't think so. <laughs> oh man, maybe we should put that on the list. I did, technically didn't see that as a kid. But... I haven't seen it ever. Oh I just God. know of it. Oh my and God. the outfit he wears. Yes. Just Google image search Zardoz. Z-A-R-D-O-Z. Z -A -R -D -O -Z. Z -A -R -D -O -Z. 
Z. Okay. This is going to be a real great setup for the thermometer. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing uh-huh. the outfit that Angelina Jolie picked out for Johnny Lee Miller. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. What is happening here? Oh, man, that movie is... this like a Peregrine Falcon? What's happening? There's so... Okay, we're going to... All right, I'm going to pick this movie soon. Oh, my God. He's got like a Burt Reynolds thing going on. Yeah, he's got the long ponytail. And he's got the mustache. The mustache, the pistol. Oh, this is beautiful. This movie opens with a large stone head floating through the countryside like a beach, spewing guns out of its mouth while yelling, The gun is good. The penis is bad. Oh, my God. Yes. Let's put that on the list. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. exceptional. So now that we've seen that, there's like chicks in plastic bags. Okay. So, oh, yeah. so obviously, it's weird. You thought a banshee was going to kill you. That yeah. has to count towards the trauma. Yeah. I would say, like, I would, I mean, this really sat with me. Like, that was, those parts really sat with me, like, really strongly. And I, I would give it a six as a kid, but, um, I mean, it's it's not as traumatizing now, but I've I mean, you know what, though? I would throw out there that looking back at it uh, as an adult, the amount of drinking and like near woman abuse going on in this movie and everything. Not and that, great for a kid to be watching. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Like there was right. There was like some. And that fucked themes. up leprechaun logic. Hmm. Which one? All of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Where yeah, they're so, like, they're like, we saved you, Darby. You'll live oh, here yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I assume at that point, I'm surprised I didn't have a fear that leprechauns were just going to force me to live in their their yeah. gold mine. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like right up there with alien abduction, if you ask me. Yeah. No. No. For real. So yeah. So while a lot of this like is very nostalgic and very, yeah, I just I don't know. I mean, if you want to yeah. put it at six, I'm not going to argue yeah, with six that. Yeah. Six is fine. Six, six yeah, feels let's do it. okay. Final any more words? No, I think we should probably wrap it up. Unless you've got something. No, there. I got nothing. I got nothing left in me. All right. Take us on home. <laughs> Thanks to Zero Science Network. Check them out for some cool other shows like Nickelback in and <laughs> <laughs> Jukebox Zero. Jukebox Zero. <laughs> Old Man Yellow Clouds. Uh, you can find us everywhere on the web at Clamshell Case Files, except for Twitter, where you can find us at Clamshell Case. We have a Patreon. Today we'll be making up. Limericks, maybe? For the show? For the Patreon? Someone didn't do a lot of homework. I didn't either. Honestly, it's pretty late while we record it next time. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get home and the trains are gonna stop running soon. You can find us everywhere on the web at Clamshell Case Files, except for Twitter, where you can find us at Clamshell Case. Also, don't forget to check out Redbubble, where you can find our wonderful t shirts that Matt designed like Vic was right and my American brother. Uh, you can find those links at clamshellcasefiles.com. You can find me at Twitter at Quintron5000. Bridget, where can they find you? Lovely Bridget 99. And Matt? At Matt Nonsense. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> That's really good. Oh my God. Next week, we'll be talking about the 1986 Toby Hooper remake, Invaders from Mars. Time to celebrate Halloween! Oh, we're going to have a whole month of Halloween-themed movies. Indeed. Halloweenies. Halloweenies. Love Halloween. This is a movie that was on like every Sunday for like three months of my childhood and creeped me out. Until next week. You're cut off. None of the whiskey for you, Quentin. <laughs> Only the stout. <laughs> well, I'll take this. <laughs>
and then he uh okay sorry i labeled this one weird apologies quentin edit that out <laughs> uh nope so he uh neuroscience extra extra read all about it three local idiots farm podcast hey all you out there in podcast land are you bored maybe you're sitting in traffic or maybe you're toiling away behind your desk at that dead-end job you just can't fucking stand anymore have i got a solution for you why not mosey on over to that search bar at the top of your favorite podcast app don't worry i'll wait Type in Old Men Yell at Cloud, a podcast where three unqualified musicians rifle through their vinyl collections and discuss their unwarranted opinions for everyone to enjoy or not enjoy. Check it out on the Zero Science Podcast Network. 